Welcome back to the Monday Summer Crew here, 7.07 p.m. Dylan Allen, Matthew Mangum, Arnav Sarkar, and Max Sanchez here with you on this beautiful Monday evening, 76 degrees. We just talked about Rutgers baseball and in hour one. We just wrapped up uh, our, um, our Locks of the Week segment, and then we just got done talking about the NBA playoffs. Knicks and Heat game four tonight. The Knicks look to even the series up at two apiece, as do the Golden State Warriors, as they're still out in Los Angeles in a pivotal game four in that series as well, down two to one. But now we shift gears to Major League Baseball, which is really the only sport that has their 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 regular season going on right now. The hockey hockey and basketball in their playoffs in their respective playoffs right now. Major League Baseball, and three and a half of us here are Yankees fans, and I say half for Arnov because I just I know you're not a huge baseball guy, but I know you would root for the Yankees if you had to choose a team to root for. Right, right, yeah. Um, so we'll go to the New York Yankees, and it's been an up and down season for them so far. They're fifth in the AL East, which is last place, eighteen and seventeen on the year, but they're coming off a promising series in. Tampa Bay, in my opinion, they did lose two out of three, but in my opinion, they probably should have swept that series against one of the against the best team in baseball without Aaron Judge, without Giancarlo Stanton, even with Garrett Cole's bad start, we probably should have won that game. So, um, guys, I'm interested to see what you guys have to think about the Yankees. It is very early on for any Yankees fans out there who are counting them out and just saying that the season is over. We can discuss where, how far we think this team will go in the playoffs because that's a different discussion, but I still think this team will make the playoffs. It's just a matter of time before they start to turn it around, guys. But it was a promising series in Tampa. They took two out of three against Cleveland. Dreadful series in Texas, but I think this team has a chance to get, it, get themselves on the right path against the Athletics tonight and for that three-game set. Yeah, definitely. And like you said, there were positives, especially with Bader coming back. I mean, even in the series, I looked from at bat six and eleven. That's pretty good actually for the slugging average. And then, like Cole, yeah, he had a rocky start in that final game. It was a shame we lost that game, but there's still plenty of positives to take, especially since you know this series against the A's. You would think it's a must-win, win all three games. You would think bring that momentum back. And then after that, Tampa back in Yankee Stadium. So the Yankees have a chance here to come back again against Tampa, even stronger with Judge coming back on Tuesday. Yes, you mentioned Tampa Bay comes back or Tampa Bay comes to the Bronx this week. It'll be a Thursday to Sunday series of four games set where Cole will have his revenge to try and right the ship from that previous start. And then they'll also have for the Rays Shane McClanahan, who we did not face in that series. So uh, against Nestor Cortez, at least he slated for that game against Nestor on Saturday. So that should be an interesting matchup. But Max, I'm interested to see what you have to say because. I, I mean, I don't know if you're on Yankees Twitter like I am, at least from what I've seen, but 18 and 17, is if, it, it sounds to me like on Twitter like they're, they're 0 and 50 because people overreact, and there is some truth to it. Like, we suck. We have a, like we don't have a good bench. Aaron Hicks shouldn't be on this team. Isaiah Kiner-Falefa shouldn't be on this team. Frenchie Cordero was a good guy. was a good experiment for about a month, and then you saw what he truly is, and now he's been sent down. And the list goes on and on. Willie Calhoun shouldn't be starting for us every day. There's plenty of names. And I understand why people are upset. But we have to face reality. And our team is hurt. Stanton's hurt. Judge is hurt. And he'll be off the IL tomorrow. Bader was hurt. And you've seen how good he's been in that Cleveland, in that Tampa Bay series. How good he is when he's healthy and in the lineup. 
So, Max, they have the three-game set against Oakland starting tonight. Nestor Cortez versus J.P. Spears. This should be a sweep, in my opinion. If they if they lose one to Oakland, then this conversation may be different. But I want to hear your take on the Yankees so far and kind of what you're looking forward to or if this is hit the panic button time. No, this is nowhere near hit the panic time or panic button time because just look at the AL East in general. Look at the records. We're last in the AL East. The, excuse, the Yankees are last in the AL East, and they're over 500. This, this division is absurd. Yes, expectations of new york yankees fans are extremely extremely high especially with the teams that especially with the team that we currently have but uh dylan you said it best we have injured players it's it's very obvious to see this but i i don't i want to bring it outside kind of to stick in with to stick with the yankees but the orioles i find it so absurd that they're second in the al east and you know, if the Orioles play like how they have in the past, the Yankees would probably be still fourth. They'd, they'd be fourth, obviously, in the AL East, right behind the Red Sox. But the Red Sox are only three wins ahead. This is nowhere near panic time. We're not even we're nowhere near the All-Star break. So fans should calm down a little bit. There's still a lot of baseball left to be played. Don't get me wrong. This isn't a great start for the first 30-plus games. But it's like it. it's... It's just a subpar start. It's not bad. It's not good. Like we're we're doing decent. I mean, we're not doing decent. We're we're struggling a little bit. We're ten games back from first, but Tampa Bay is the f- best team in baseball. You said it best. Um, now, as in for this series against the A's, if we lose one game, yes, there should be some worry, but I don't think like you should completely panic. Like, I, I think that'd be a little crazy. There's so many games in the season. But, like, if they take two out of three, then, yeah, maybe panic a little bit. I'm not going to lie. Other than that, um, it's way too early to decide for, for the Yankees and talk about postseason. All we want to talk about is postseason and how far uh, New York will go. But even looking at the Mets, they haven't been doing the greatest either. And the Yankees and the Mets supposedly, like, are always supposed to make the playoffs and go on a deep run. We know how what happened with the Mets last postseason, and then the Yankees struggled against the Astros. But now we're talking about this season. Once Aaron Judge comes back, he needs to be in that captain form that he is. Harrison Bader has been stepping it up since Judge has been gone, which we've needed. But another thing that um, New York's struggled on in recent years is also pitching. Don't get me wrong. Nestor Cortez and Garrett Cole are incredible pitchers. Uh, like You could consider them our two aces. They're our two all-stars from last year. Uh, last year. It's, it's just too early to tell whether or not to panic. But I wouldn't count out if New York goes like a, a solid eight-game win streak out of nowhere. They've done this in the past. So to answer your question, like overall, no, it's nowhere near time to hit the panic button. So, Matthew, I'll throw, I'll throw it to you. What are some things that um, in these next couple of series with Judge back and with hopefully some of their other players back with Bader back and, and Rizzo kind of being in there still. Um, you know, like what do you... Because 18 and 17, again, is an average start. And I agree with Max that the Red Sox and the Blue Jays, or maybe more the Red Sox, like their start to the year has been great, but I think it'll die down for them. And I think Yankees fans, again, shouldn't worry about the the start for them because I think eventually that'll catch up to them. But they have to win against the Athletics. And let's talk about this Rays series a little bit. 
especially the game yesterday um, where they lost 8-7 to in 10 innings. Brutal loss. I mean, you, you gave Garrett Cole a 6 nothing lead, and he has been shut down all season long. In fact, the Yankees hadn't have not lost a game when he's pitched and up until yesterday. Um, but Cole pitched four scoreless, gave up two in the fifth, but by then it was still 6 nothing. And, you know, for sure you thought Garrett Cole would shut the door in the sixth and then the bullpen would take over. But the Rays, with how good they've been this year, put up a five spot. Christian Bethencourt, two-run bomb, three-run bomb, excuse me, in that sixth inning that really capital, that really just um, catapulted the Rays to the win in ten innings. But, listen, it was a, it's a hard series. It was a hard series to win. And did they, I know they didn't win the series, but one out of three arguably could have swept, very well could have won two out of three. And what we saw from Bader, you have to be, it has to be pretty promising because he's not the like on paper when we traded for him, he wasn't supposed to be this offensive juggernaut that he's been since he's been with us. He's more of a defensive guy. But if he can be this good from the plate consistently, Matt, I mean, this team could go farther than I think people think. Yeah, definitely. And like you talked about before the offense, some people just haven't been that good. Just saying, Bader, seven RBIs, Hicks, two RBIs. I think that kind of <laughs> speaks for itself right there already. And, like, some players, yeah, they just should not be on this team anymore. And definitely you have the hope in the future. Like, with maybe hopefully Serino coming back later on in the month and you have, you know, Stan coming back. There's different – they're getting a pitcher back. They're getting a hitter back. So, it, like we said before, definitely isn't panic time. And I think that – there's still, again, a lot of baseball about to be played. And, yeah, 10 games behind doesn't look that good. But like you said, the Rays might also kind of lose their form, go a little bit of a slump, and the Yankees might get hot. We don't know. We can't predict the future. But there still is time for the Yankees, and they still have players coming back that will help them throughout the stretch of the summer too. And we also we also learned not too long ago that Rodon was going to get a cortisone shot to help with his recovery from some kind of back soreness, I believe. And... I mean, I don't know. Every time we get an update about Rodon, it just seems like it's a setback after a setback after a setback. And I really don't know when he'll be back, when he'll pitch for us this year, because it went from it went from uh, May to June, and now I'm hearing July. I really don't know when he'll be back, which is a big loss for the Yankees because this was the big acquisition outside of re-signing Judge. This was the big acquisition for the Yankees, needing a second guy in that rotation. Um because we know Severino with his injury history and amongst others that they're just not reliable pieces that you can hold on to for a 162-game season. Right now, Severino is still on the 15-day IL, um, which is kind of funny because now Rodon's on the IL for, for months. But once he comes back, I think the Yankees will be just fine. And Stanton is hurt. Judge has been hurt. Now, I, I want to see Judge kind of get back to that MVP form, like you said, before Max, because he he was starting, he started out well, and then you could see um, he kind of petered out, and then he got hurt a little bit, and so now I'm hoping that he this is kind of like a, a bounce back series against the Athletics before the Rays come back in town. Um, but again, the Yankees, I'm not worried about as we speak. But in terms of the Mets, oh man, uh, that could be worrisome. And if you ask Frank the Tank, he would tell you that that series that season's been over since opening day. Um, but, I mean, how do you lose two out of three to the Colorado Rockies and you lose 13-6, to six, you lose 5-2, to two, and then you get swept by the Tigers? How, like, I just don't understand. 
and you lose two out of three to Washington. You lose two out of three to the, or you split a four game set with the Giants. I just don't get it. The Mets have been so up and down, and they're 17 and 18, and I feel like the Yankees, just because they're the Yankees, have been talked about the most in the New York market for baseball, but the Mets have been arguably like such a disappointment, and they really haven't had the injuries that the Yankees have had. I know Verlander made his first start the other day, but they've had Scherzer the whole year, and he has been very subpar on the year, I think he gave up, what was it, six home runs? Or six runs the other day, was it? In the 13-6 to loss, was it? Let me look it up real quick. Hmm. Which game was it in? Was it the 5-2 game? I think it might have been in the 5-2 game against the Rockies. Or maybe it was against the Tigers. I forget which game it was. But anyway, he he has not been good. Uh, I think, oh, you know what it was against the Tigers? Here you go, Max Scherzer. Three and a third, six earned runs, three strikeouts, and a walk. Just, I mean, the fact that you got pulled in the third inning or the fourth inning against the Tigers is just sad in and of itself. The Tigers are not good. They're 15 and 18, which is respectable for them this far into the year, but they will soon have 65, 70 wins. But anyway, the Mets have been a dumpster fire. But back to the Yankees. Matthew, anything you want to add about the Yankees? I would just say, keep your hope. I know it's not looking good right now, but just wait. Last year, also in the summertime, June, they got really, really good form. I know they kind of slumped again in August, but they're good in the summer. I'm not going to hope on just last year and hope that they keep up with that, but I'm just saying that there's still promise for the Yankees, and it starts again today against the A's. All right, so what? So Max, I'll throw this to you. What do the Yankees, what do they need to address at the trade deadline this year? Because... It's always a different answer every year, but I'm interested to see what you think because obviously I know we've been harping on the injuries and that the Yankees, once they get their guys back, they should be fine, but we said this last year, we've said this every year, and it just seems like we don't have the pieces to get over the hump. So what do you feel Brian Cashman should address at the trade deadline, Max? Um, Now, I'm not the greatest in analyzing like the business side, of baseball, just, but if just I positions. could, now yeah, no, if I could, I don't know about positions, but just find a way to get rid of Aaron Hicks. <laughs> See what you can get out. No, no, I, like I'm being legitimate too, because he, he. There's it, no way. It's 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 yeah, I know. Like the package would be so minimal, but see what you can get out of him. I, he it took him, I, I want to say, maybe ten to twelve games to get his first hit, and it was against the Orioles at Camden Yards. That's not good. <laughs> No, That's he's, not good. he's horrible. That's not good. By then, rookie Anthony Volpe already had about three to four hits and a home run and triple, which should have been a home run on Camden Yards as well. And he's doing he's doing pretty decent for a rookie this year too. But it's it's just Hicks, man. It's it's rough. I'd, other than that, I don't know what to exactly address on um, position wise for New York. Yeah, you, I mean, you could tell Hicks does not like it here. Um, I would say, like, you know, like, I would probably say those players that are slumping, like IKF, Hicks, like in the field, in the infielders, probably those, I would say. Some players like those. I don't really know who specifically, but those certain those players. Because, you know, the pitching, they, they improved with that. And then you have the big hitters to, like, Stanton, Judge, LeMahieu, Rizzo, Rizzo uh, Stanton, um, you know, those guys, Torres. But, like... I would say more of the infielders that just are kind of slumping constantly, 
and you we've seen this again, but yet they're still playing for the team. So those type of players, I'd say, like bench guys, you're saying. Yeah, pretty much. Cause like you know, the stars of the team are fine, and the pitching, the pitching is good. I know some of the Rangers, but like, and the bullpen, yeah, it's shaky. But for the most part, the Yankees bullpen isn't the worst, and you know it's still pretty good. So I would say the bench guys like that, yeah. All right, so you're thinking more. Would you prefer like a contact hitter, or a power hitter, like? Because the thing is, I feel like this offense is every year it's the same thing. The analytics is you know, extra base hits, a- exit velo. And it's on base percentage. And I feel like while that has some credibility, it can be lost when looking at average. You know, we signed LeMayhew to this big contract extension thinking he would be the answer to that problem. But over the last couple of years since signing that deal, he really hasn't been that 340 hitter that we've seen um, since signing the contract. So I feel that that's something that we need to address too. You can possibly get a guy like you're saying that can get on base by just putting the ball in play. Because it's one thing, you know, if you look at, if you're the, if you're the kind of person that goes to on-base percentage and looks at that, um, you know, walks have a ton to do with that. And Aaron Hicks is a good on-base percentage player. The problem is he can't put the ball in play. He can't put, he can't get hits. And so even though his on-base percentage might be good, if he's got second and third with one out, he's going to ground out, he's going to strike out probably 90 out of 100 times. It's just, it's going to happen. Um, exactly, yeah. So, I, I, think the, I think the I think the average hitter, the, the hitter that hits for average has kind of been swept under the rug with all these analytics kind of being thrown out by the Yankees, by really any team. But I think that's something they need to address more than power because we have enough of power. Exactly. Like, Bader's got power. Yeah. He's not even a power hitter, but he's got power. Yeah. Like, how many times do you see, like, Yankees, they're runners in scoring positions, and then you got IKF, Calhoun, or, you know, Hicks goes up and, boom, just just waste a chance. How many times are runners left in scoring positions? Very often. That's, right. that's like, basically, like, it happened against the Rays. I don't remember the number yesterday, but it was big. It was a high number. It was one of the games. It was really high. I was like... Come on, like that's that's we gotta take advantage. And if they wanna, you know, be the team and get their World Series, that has to be definitely a spot where they have to improve in. Right, like a spot like that was in the second game against the Rays where Bader hit a two run single or two run sing- a double um in that three run eighth inning and they won three to two. Stuff like that where you have situational hitting. Now I know Bader's not the greatest contact hitter in the world in terms of average, but when a hitter's hot, he's hot, and you need guys that can get hot. I don't think IKF, Aaron Hicks, Higashioka, um, Willie Calhoun, I don't think they can get hot. Calhoun had a good week, I'll give him that. But Aaron Hicks, IKF, they're not guys that'll get hot and hit you a couple home runs a week. They're just, It's not going to happen, I don't think. Um, I think you need guys that'll put it in play and have a power upside, which I think Bader is that kind of guy. At least that's what he's been since he's been with the Yankees through the playoffs and now since his return. Long season to go, though, for Bader to kind of flip on that, but we'll see. But I agree. I think we need to get some... I We, we need an outfielder, man. We need an outfielder. Even with Bader back, we need another outfielder, I feel. Um, and I'm, I'm glad we didn't re-sign Benintendi because he's just... I don't think he was worth that contract that the White Sox gave him. But, I mean, you look at who we're throwing in the outfield. Now, Judge is hurt, but they had IKF in right field yesterday, Bader in center, and then left Aaron Hicks. So, okay, take out IKF, put put Judge in right field, right? Right and center are fine. Left field, you're, you're picking between Aaron Hicks, Oswaldo Cabrera, or 
IKF. And Oswaldo Cabrera has been been better than I thought he would be, but I don't think he's your answer. He's the guy that comes off the bench that can play at five different positions. That's a switch hitter off the bench that Aaron Boone can use to his ability, you know, for any pitcher matchup. That's where I view him. He's not an everyday outfielder. He even played third base yesterday. Yeah, I like him. He's, he's good. Dynamic. Yeah. He plays all over the field. Now, the hitting has been... He went 2-for-3 with an RBI yesterday, to his credit, but 202 with a 236 on base, 283 slugging. He has not been good overall this year, so he needs to step that up, which is why I think he should be a bench bat. I mean, you have the switch hitting upside. You can play every position, and he's been clutch in situations this year, at least in a couple that I can remember. So... I think that's where his role is. So I think you need to go out there and get yourself a left fielder. And who knows what they'll do with Josh Donaldson. Good God. I'm not ready for that. I I just don't know what they're going to do with this construction. I feel bad for Aaron Boone because everyone's blaming him, but it's it's the team that Cashman built, and that's what he's given Aaron Boone to work with. And Boone's the one getting all the scrutiny, and Cashman's kind of just hiding in the corner, just not getting any of it. Um I don't know. So it's still early. I'm not giving up on the Yankees just yet, but it definitely this. I don't think this team is good enough to win a World Series. I'm going to be honest with you. Even when they're healthy, I I just don't see it. It's the same philosophy every year. Pitching is good, bullpen is good, and then the offense. It's full of guys that you have Aaron Judge, maybe Harrison Bader, maybe Stanton that can all perform in the playoffs. And even Aaron Judge has struggled in the playoffs in his career with the Yankees. He's had a couple of clutch home runs, but let's be honest, he was non-existent last year uh, in the playoffs. It was it was Stanton, Bader, that was pretty much it. So, you know, I, I think with the makeup of this team, guys, honestly, in your opinion, Matthew, how far do you think the Yankees, say they make the playoffs, right? I mean, how far realistically do you think they can go? And base this off of a healthy roster in October, not the roster now. But, you know, you have all your guys off the IL, Josh Donaldson, Stanton, Rodon, etc. Like, how far does this team go? That's a tough question. I mean, I I think they will be a wild card team. I think they will win the wild card. But I'm going to be honest, on the, after that round, they might not get past that, I'm saying. like The ALDS, you're yeah, saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because, like, you know, last year they were good at the time. Everyone had hope for them. And then the Astros just, you know, wiped the floor with them. And like you said, the offense – they're good, but in the playoffs, when they verse good teams that are, are realistically better than them, it's just showing how like their offense is good, but it's not as strong as other teams compared to the other teams pitching as well. Like Verlander, I know he had a bad start for the Mets, but like for the Astros, he really showed how weak some of our hits hitting were. Like you know, so that's what I think. Yeah, and and to build off that, um, I I just think that the Yankees, the the American League has gotten better over the last couple of years. Now you're fighting with the Orioles, you're fighting with the Rays, the Blue Jays. I think the Red Sox will peter out. But within your own division, hard enough competition there. And then once you get to the playoffs, you probably face one of them again in the world in the wild card. But then if you win that, let's say you got to go face the Mariners and they've had a pretty bad start to the year, but they they might they might ramp it up, who knows? Or maybe you go play Texas again who shelled you. You know, who, whoever that could be in that spot. And then you go play Houston again, or you go play you know, whatever the next team is. Maybe you go play Tampa again. And I just don't know if the Yankees have the offensive makeup to last that long. Max, what, how far How far do you think this team can go in the, if they make the playoffs with a fully healthy roster? No, I agree with Matt. I could see them as a wild card team. And 
it all depends on what they can do in the by the trade deadline but i honestly could see them losing in the wild card and even it like like i'm asset as well if they make the alds i don't see them getting past that so i don't see them going far like they're they're not a world series team like you said dylan um they're gonna be a playoff team i can i can say that but i don't see them going very far I completely agree. All right, so that'll do it for our baseball segment. Don't go anywhere. We have about 30 minutes left here on the Monday Crew on WRSU-FM, New Brunswick. Welcome back to the Monday Crew, the first episode of this summer semester here at the College Ave Student Center. Dylan Allen, Matthew Mangum, Arnav Sarkar, and Max Sanchez here with you, 7.35 p.m., Let's talk about the NFL schedule, Arnov. I know you wanted to touch on this. They're releasing the schedule this Thursday. I'm not sure about a, about a time, but they are releasing the schedule. Now, the opponents the opponents have been um, released for teams. They just don't know when and what time they'll be playing each team, Arnov. Looking at, and I know you're a big Giants fan, looking at some of the Giants 2023 opponents, uh, I want to hear your thoughts on some of those matchups, when maybe you'd want some of them to be, um, or maybe any possible road road games you may be thinking about going to. Um, yeah, I mean, there's a lot of there's a lot of good opponents um, on the schedule. I believe we have the Bills and the Niners on the road. I think I think Bills, those are gonna, Niners, Dolphins on the road. Yep. Yeah, those are going to be some of the the tougher opponents. Obviously, the NFC East is always going to be tough. We got. You know the Eagles twice, Cowboys twice, even Washington. Like you know, the whole division is very tough. Um, I was, I've been seeing stuff about like the Week One game for the Giants with the Jets. Um, you know, like we were talking about during the break, could be on Monday night because it's um September 11th. You know, in in um the uh, anniversary of you know 9/11, so it's a very special um occasion, especially for you know both New York franchises. Also, a big game on the field with Aaron Rodgers. You know, debuting for the for the Jets in that game in the regular season. So I mean, that might be one I would want to go to the MetLife Bowl between the two teams <laughs> like e- even if it's like not on September 11th like whenever that is either that or because I have like a reputation for hating the Eagles I might want to go to Giants Eagles at MetLife <laughs> so one of those two I think are, is going to be the one I'm going to go to next season yeah that Eagles game last year at MetLife was, uh, that was, was a bad, tough watch yeah. that was it, tough. It, was, it was rough but um you know, it's all good. I mean, Chiefs won the Super Bowl, and that could be the <laughs> oh that could gosh. be the opener <laughs> for next season because they 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 the two teams play again. So I mean, honestly, like you know, like fandom aside, I think that would be like a great way to start the season, like same way it ended. So we'll have to see what the schedule makers do because there's also besides that one, there's a ton of other playoff matchups. There's like Bengals Bills. There's Chiefs um Bengals. There's like a ton of like I think all I saw like a tweet where it's it said all four divisional games. Um, they're going to have rematches of those, both conference championship games and the Super Bowl. So a lot of um, playoff games um, that are going to be rematched in the regular season. So I'm excited to see where they put like all of those different games. And there's a lot of games in the holidays. There's, you know, um, you know obviously the three in Thanksgiving. I've been seeing things about the Giants playing the Eagles on Black Friday. Um, there's a rumor out there. Then Christmas Day is on Monday. So they're, they're going to have um, something on, um, on Christmas. So there's like a lot of big holiday games especially this year. I guess the dates kind of work out um, where they have Christmas, they have Black Friday, they have Thanksgiving. Obviously, the opener game is going to be big. So, yeah, I'm, I'm definitely looking forward to it for sure. 
So the home opponents for the Giants, obviously the NFC East division rivals. They have the Packers, the Jets, which really isn't a home game, but or, technically yeah. it is. I mean, uh. it's not really a road game, I should say, for the Jets. Um, Patriots at home, the Rams, and then the Seattle Seahawks on the road, the divisional opponents. You have the Saints, Raiders, Cardinals, 49ers, Dolphins, and the Bills, which the Niners, Dolphins, and Bills will be tough. The Saints, I think we could win. The Raiders, we should win. The Cardinals, we should win. We should win at Washington, and then Dallas and Philadelphia, we always struggle. But um, I feel like outside of San Fran, Miami, and Buffalo, there's a lot. There's winnable road games there. And then the home games for us, uh, I feel like we should beat the Rams. We should beat the Packers. The Seahawks will be tough. The Patriots, I, I feel like that should be easier than most people think. Um, or, I mean, excuse me. I think that might give us a tougher, a tougher, um, it might be tougher than we think, the Patriots. I know Mac Jones isn't that good, but Bill Belichick is still the greatest coach of all time. Um, but, Max, I know, you know, you're not a Giants fan. You are a big Jets fan. I'm looking over their, their opponents right now and... You know, heck, I might even go to a game with you, man. There's a lot of good teams coming to town against the Jets yeah. this year. You got the Chiefs, Chargers, you got the Eagles, uh, Dolphins, the Patriots, obviously, you know, those teams coming to town, Washington Commanders, but I mean, Chiefs, Chargers, Eagles. I mean, that's some good games. Yeah, it's be a, tough though. It's a tough schedule. Um it's gonna be really, really interesting to see how the season entails. You know, obviously, with Aaron Rodgers coming through, the supposed savior of the New York Jets. <laughs> um, don't get me wrong. He's a massive upgrade from Zach Wilson. Oh, my gosh. I don't think you guys know how happy I was. But I don't know how happy you were. Yeah, I was very happy. But um, this season's going to be interesting. The expectations are a little too high for a lot of fans. I'm not going to lie, especially with the given schedule. But um, I'll tell you guys this. Going to a game at home, it's going to be really hard with how expensive those tickets are going to be because – you know, Commanders, eh. Eagles, then you got Eagles, then you got the Falcons, where, eh. then you got the Chargers, the Chiefs, Texans are, eh. Buffalo, everybody, like, the Jets love it when Buffalo comes to town, that's always a massive game, and then like you said, uh, Miami and New England, it's gonna be, it's gonna be a really difficult season for New York, um, for the New York Jets, at least, but I... I don't know what to say about, especially uh, um, away with, well, I don't know if you call the Giants away. It's battle met life, you could say. And then obviously our AFC East opponents, it's going to be a really tough season. We're even going against Cowboys away. Um, that's going to be, Oof. It's, this is going to be really interesting how the season entails. Because um, as a Jets fan, you hear a lot of things um, from fans and whatnot on Twitter. And everybody's saying, we're going to make the Super Bowl. No, I'll tell you guys right now. We're, we're not. We're not. It's not going to happen. I'm sorry. Uh, our playoff drought's going to end, but even with this schedule, it's going to be really hard. Aaron Rodgers needs to have like nearly an MVP-type season for us to get there. Don't get me wrong. We The, the Jets did pretty good last season at the start. Um, even with Zach Wilson averaging like 150 yards a game. So hopefully Aaron Rodgers can kind of put us over the hump, but... And last season, last season we had the Jets had a tough schedule as well. But this is even this is more difficult. So I don't I don't know. This is going to be hard to tell. The Jets are going to need to have some massive wins, like especially against the likes of Buffalo. You know, of course Miami, because um, we usually sneak one away from Buffalo. New England, we got to at least go half and half with the AFC East teams. Uh, in terms of 
Kansas City and New England, or excuse me, Kansas City and Philadelphia, that's going to be hard. That's yeah. really hard to tell. At least you're home for those games. Now, let's go through uh, the games for the Jets. Now, again, we don't have the dates yet. That'll be announced Thursday. But let's go through the opponents. Let's see, you know, the Max Sanchez prediction for the 2023 Jets season record. Um, again, in no order, we'll just go through what's in this graphic that the Jets posted. Um, we'll, we'll start with the home games. You're going to play the Washington Commanders. Win or loss? Uh, win. Okay. Then the Philadelphia Eagles. Loss. I'll right. say that right away. <laughs> okay, that's fair. Uh, so you're at one and one. The the Falcons. I could see us winning that. All right, two and one. The Chargers. I could see us sneaking away with a win against the Chargers. All right, but that'd be a close game. Okay, three and one. The Chiefs now. We're gonna lose against the Chiefs. Okay, three and two. Now the Texans. Just say four and two. Four and two. <laughs> um, fair enough. Uh, the Buffalo Bills. Um, at home at will home. be Buffalo. All right, five and two. Uh, the Dolphins. I'll say we'll lose to Miami at home. Okay, five and three, and then the Patriots. Um, we'll we'll beat the Patriots at home. All right, so you finished at six and three in home games. Wait, you guys have nine home games this year. One, two, three, four, yeah, five, nine. six, seven, eight, nine, and then your road game. So you technically have ten games in MetLife Stadium this year. That's kind of crazy. Oh um, yeah! Wow. Wow. Uh, anyway, okay, so you have yeah, so you have them at what did I say six and three, um, at yeah. home. Okay, so now at da- this is all road games. Okay, um, Dallas Cowboys. Um, I'll put that as a loss. I have this, I have the teams right here too, so I'm following along. With oh, you. okay, cool, cool, cool. All right, um, all right. So six and four. I'll let, I'll let you go through. I'll just keep track. So we're at six and four. Okay, so with the Giants, um, I don't just know. say win. Just say win. I'll say a win. Okay, <laughs> I'll say a win. Um, All right, so seven what's that? and four. Uh, Broncos will win. Eight and four. We'll lose against the Browns. You're gonna lose against the Browns. <laughs> you gotta. You you always you have to include that one loss that you wouldn't expect. All so right, I'll, so then I'll say the Browns. Are All right, that. so what is that? Eight and five. Yeah. Okay. We'll beat the Raiders. Nine and five. Uh, we'll lose at Buffalo. Nine and six. And then I can see us beating Miami and New England. So, so I, you finish I eleven and six. And yeah. Wait, but isn't I, it normally? Didn't they? Uh, okay, no, I'm sorry. Yeah, eleven and six. Okay, so that's that's respectable record. And you also have to figure that this is with Aaron Rodgers. So that game against the Chargers or the Chiefs or the Eagles, like that, might be a game that you now can say that. Listen, the other team might win, but we have Aaron freaking Rodgers. Like he could go yeah. out there and ball out and get us a win that we're not supposed to get. Mm-hmm. You could very well finish the year with you know ten to twelve wins. I'd say. I think that's your window. I, I would probably agree with. Yeah, uh, no. Your schedule it's, there. It's definitely looking promising. This is this could be our first ten win season since twenty fifteen since <laughs> Ryan Fitzmagic. Yeah, I, I remember never, that. that was... I'll never forget that. And we missed the playoffs. I remember and the last game last game of the season to the Bills. So uh. I'll never forget that. That was rough. <laughs> I, I remember. Uh, but I I it, it's funny because I think this could be our first sweep against the Patriots. I think ever, unless I could be wrong, but in a very long time at least, because I see I see the Jets beating sweeping against the Patriots and Miami. Buffalo, no, uh, Buffalo's going to take one. Buffalo could even take two, but um, historically, not historically, but the Jets have the Jets do or they play relatively well against Buffalo at home. It's always a close game. Uh, last last year is of course an example, but um, yeah, between that like ten to twelve game window, I feel like is realistic. All right. For um New York. All right, all right. I like it. All right, now Arnav, we'll go through, we'll go back to the Giants. 
Let's go through their schedule. I want to see your prediction. I know you're an optimistic fan. Mm. First off, do you think that Saquon Barkley will be back this year? Because that's a big question mark in how you're deciding these wins and losses, to me at least. Yeah, no, I agree with that. Oh, I, I think he will. I think yeah. I think they'll negotiate that. Like I said, um, he's been working out um in Arizona with with DJ, so I think it's more of a financial thing than he's not going to play. Like I think he's going to play. Well, no, I agree. I just think that he won't play on the franchise tag if he doesn't get an extension. Yeah, they might have to like work out some kind of deal, but I uh, right now I'm I'm optimistic that they'll, okay. that they'll get that done. Okay, so we'll keep that in mind as if Saquon was re-signed and you know everything's in place. Okay, so do you have the schedule up in front of you? Yeah, I'm okay, you at do. It. So I'll let you go through it and I'll keep track of the records. All right. Um. All right. So I guess we could also start with like with with the home games. Yeah, that's then. fine. Yeah. All right. So man, we got Dallas, Philly, Washington. I guess those are just the three that appears first right now on the on the screen because divisional rivals. But um, uh, I think we win out of the Cowboys and Eagles. I'm gonna say we win one out of those four matchups. I mean, I guess I'd like it to be Philly because you know the you're Eagles, saying out but, of the home and away. I mean, yeah. I'm just I'm just saying like out of like two matchups with the Cowboys and two with the Eagles. I think we win one of those four. Like I can't promise you which one it is. Like like I said, I I I like it right. to be against the Eagles. It could be against the Cowboys. It's probably gonna be the home matchups because those are tough. All right, so then we'll just go through it. So you think the Giants beat either the Eagles or the Cowboys at home this year? Yeah. One of the two. Yeah, let's go with that. Okay, so so we'll just yeah. pick the Cowboys for sake because right. we've been closer with them than the Eagles. That's that's true actually. Okay. Yeah. Um, all, right. all right. So we got one win. All right. Okay. So now so the then, Eagles are a loss. All right. And then Washington, I think, is a win. All right. So two and one. Packers, they're not going to be that good this year. Um, I think that's a win. All right. Three and one. Oh, uh, and that Jets game is going to be very interesting. I'm going to go with the win, but I think that one can go either way. All right. Four and one. Then. I don't feel like the Patriots are gonna be like all that great this year, honestly. So I think we're we're winning that. All right, five and one. And kind of same thing with the with the Rams. They're not gonna be too good, so that's another win. All right, six and one. <laughs> it's a lot of wins right now, but and then. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah, keep in mind they only had nine last year. Right. So you're already almost yeah, there. Yeah, that, that's that's true. All right. Um, for argument's sake, let's say they they lose when they're not supposed to, and they lose to Seattle. Who's well, also Seattle. Seattle's good. good. Yeah. 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 So that's, that's why, a game. That that's why I could lose. see they lose to the six and two. I think they do lose that game. Yeah. But yeah okay. Six and two. All right. Um. Okay. So then away. So we got the Cowboys away. I think they lose. Okay. Six and three. Philly at the link. We're gonna lose that. Six game. and four. Washington away. I think we win. Maybe that one's close, but I think we win. Seven and four. Saints. Uh. I think we win that game. Eight and four. Vegas. I think we win. Nine and four. Arizona. I think we win. Ten and four. San Francisco. I think we lose. Ten and five. Oh, uh, Miami. That's an interesting one. All right, I think we win that one. Eleven and five, and I think we lose to the Bills. All right, so well. eleven. So you got them finishing with the same number of wins as the Jets. Uh, so you have the Giants winning two more games next year than they did last year, and not tying. I think that's a pretty solid improvement. Maybe if anything, we switch the Seahawks and Jets, but then like we're at the same record. Right. So I'm gonna settle with eleven and six. I think so. I think we sweep Washington, and I think that we steal. I agree. Like I think the Dallas home game is one that you keep keep your eye on. Yeah, I we think, were really close last year yeah. actually, and that was I think that was the Giants' first loss too. And I, I remember being pretty just dis- like upset Monday after night. that game. Yep. Yeah, but you know we were close in Philly. Like we weren't really the only game we were close against them was the one that was like kind of we're playing the third stringers and like that didn't really like right. wasn't really accurate. So yeah, I, I agree with what you're saying about the Cowboys. I think Philly sweeps. I think we lose at Dallas, so we finish three and three in the division. And then that's fair, we yeah. just take care of business out of conference. Now, 
I agree with the division. So I have you. I have us at three and three within the division. I think we beat Green Bay. I think we lose to the Jets. I think we beat the the, the Patriots. So we're, we're five and four. I think we'll beat the Rams six and four. We'll lose to the Seahawks six and five. Um. I think we'll beat the Saints seven and five. We'll beat the Raiders eight and five. Um. We'll beat the Cardinals nine and five, and then I think we finish. I think we lose against the 49ers. I think we lose out. So I think we'd be I think we win 9 games again this year to be honest with you. I mean at at, at Miami could be a toss up. I'll give them 10 wins. Uh-huh. I'll give them 10. Yeah, I mean that's that's not bad. I mean I this team's probably going to be a wild card team again. Like, yeah. You know, the Their Eagles are probably going to win the, the East. Divisions too maybe good. the Cowboys, but probably it's probably going to be the Eagles again. But, I mean, this could be a double-digit wins team. I mean, last year they were like 9-7-1, and one, and I don't think the tie is going to happen again. So uh, I'm looking at, yeah, I think I think you're you're about right. Probably 10 wins, like, you know, maybe 11 if, if things break out the right way. So we'll have to see. I mean, I'm, I'm, looking, I'm looking forward to it. And, and for the Jets, I'm also, you know, looking forward to seeing them make the playoffs for the first time in forever, too. Yeah, that'll be fun. Don't jinx us, please. Yeah. Oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, like, knock on wood like we were doing on Friday <laughs> the other time. Yeah, okay, cool. And, and Max, I'll take you. I, I, I am actually being serious about going to a Jets-Chiefs game, by the way. Um, I'm not... I'm being serious. I'd be so interested. Uh, bro, in that. shoot me a message. I'd 100% be down. All right. Wow. Let's do it. <laughs> All right. With that, we'll we'll take a break. Head to rapid fire. That's it for the this segment. We talked about the NFL draft schedule being released on Thursday, so keep an eye out for that and keep it locked for rapid fire. Up next. Welcome back to the Monday Crew. Time for rapid fire here. Last couple of minutes, last four, or excuse me, six minutes to be exact here on this Monday Crew. Scott Einhorn up next, so don't go anywhere for him, 8 to 10 o'clock. But, Arnold, I know you wanted to do a Rutgers football record prediction. We just did a couple for the Jets and Giants, but Rutgers football is the more uh, pressing need here in the New Brunswick area as this team has not been very good over the last couple of years since Greg has been here. It's hard to rebuild a football team in the Big Ten Conference. I'll give him credit. Um, but looking at this year's schedule, Arnov, it is pretty favorable, I must say. We have seven home games and only five road games. And a lot of these home games are winnable, um, including Temple and Wagner. So I-, I think this could be the year, Arnov, where they could get to that six-win mark that they've been waiting to get to for a very long time. I don't know about you, but that's kind of where I'm at right now. Um, yeah, no, I, I I certainly agree. The schedule looks um somewhat favorable. Uh I like the way it, it, it starts out especially. I mean, we have Northwestern week one. Um, you know, they went one and eleven last season. Not not too great of a team, but it's a conference game, so you know, like anything can happen. Um Rutgers Northwestern at home, that that's gonna be an exciting opener and, and if we're one and oh, that's one and oh in the Big Ten, so that's something to keep in mind, I guess. Um it's not gonna be like one and oh but we played you know, like Temple, which we, we play the next week. But um, so if we start 1-0, then Temple, you know, assuming that's a win, that's 2-0. Virginia Tech, I, again, like that could also possibly go either way. I'm look, I'm leaning towards a win because they're, you know, they, they also finished with a like a pretty low record. I think they're like 3-9 the ACC, which is like 
um, you know, slightly weaker conference in the Big Ten. Yeah, the ACC's garbage. They had three wins, so yeah, it's kind of like that Boston College team that we thought was kind of good last year, and then like over, oh, we, like we were underdogs, we won on the road in their place by one, and, every, and we were we were feeling pretty good, and then you know Wagner came, that was a big win, um, and then I guess Temple kind of got scary, even though we won because the offense was not playing well, and then it kind of got exposed the next week against Iowa and into the ske- in Big Ten schedule, and then in a similar spot to that Iowa game is. The Big Ten, well, it's not the Big Ten opener because Northwestern is a Big Ten opener in the first game, but then they go to Michigan. And although Rutgers, um, you know, has been knocking on Michigan's door for years, I feel like Michigan might be able to, like, you know, put um, their fun in the gas a little bit earlier this year and maybe not make it so close to Rutgers. Either way, I don't see the Knights beating them. Maybe they, like, surprise everyone again, which I don't really don't like seeing because it's frustrating when they lose those games. And but they they lose them by like a lot less than they should. But at the same time, it's it does show progress, and it's like wow, we almost beat the best team in Big Ten. So either way, though, I, I see that as a loss. So, so you now, have them at three and one. Yeah, and then Wagner, like you know, that's almost like an auto win. So that's that's like four and one there. Okay. Um, should be a nice way to recover, and then the rest of the way they have Wisconsin, Michigan State. I think they lose to Wisconsin, but Michigan State, like they just. Like Peyton Thorne just transferred out, Keon Coleman transferred out. I could see that being like that fifth win and like that pivotal fifth win because the week after that they have Indiana on the road and you know like that um, we can I guess pencil in a win. I don't know how good they're gonna be last year, um, um, next year, but you know Rutgers has been doing pretty well against Indiana in football last couple years. Um, so that would be six wins right there, and they still have um, four more games left, but. Um, you know, with with Ohio State in the schedule, followed by Iowa on the road, and then at Penn State, and you know, um, playing a, a much improved Maryland team that, you know, doesn't like you. You like to think that game is like a toss up, but like I kind of learned my lesson on that. Like, like yeah, no. really two and years Maryland... in a row, it's not, definitely not a toss up anymore. No. I, I'm gonna give Maryland the win. So even though we would we would be six and like like two I guess like then we would probably fall in those next four games to go six and six but that's still a bowl season um now whether all of that happens or not I mean Michigan State might be a toss-up game still I'm not I like, think I could think, go either way but I, I don't know I think there's a better chance at winning that Michigan State game than any of the last four games to be honest with you just because of Peyton Thorne yeah for sure. you mentioned um Iowa has uh what's his face from McNamara. McNamara, yes. The former Iowa quarterback. They have him now. Or no, I'm sorry. The former Michigan, Michigan quarterback now at Iowa. Ohio State is always going to be great. Right. Penn State is great. Maryland has kind of taken themselves apart from the flip coin flip type of matchup. Yeah, that's to very just interesting how they, how they did that. But, yeah, they're, they're a lot better They're, they're a very solid team. So, so you have them finishing 6-6, six and six, and the pivotal win to me is Michigan State because that's what I'm thinking if too. they don't win that game, now they're at, now they're four and three, and they win Indiana. They're five and three, but then they lose out. They finish five yeah. and seven. And then we're looking at that Maryland game again, which, like we said, is not a toss up anymore. So I feel right. like Michigan State is going to be the one. I mean, like now with those moves being made, like now it really feels like Rutgers could win. Before it was still kind of like a stretch. I, I think now it's like realistic that they could possibly win that game at home. So, I mean, I think that could be – I think whether they, you know, get to six wins and go bowling, I think it really depends on Michigan State. All right, so to recap, you have a win against Northwestern, a win against Temple, a win against Virginia Tech, all three home games to start the year, then a loss against Michigan, uh, then a win against Wagner at 4-1, and one. then a loss at Wisconsin, 
at four and two, and then the two pivotal games here to get them to that six and two mark against Michigan State at home, and then at Indiana, and then they lose out the last four games, uh, a home game against Ohio State, and then back to back road games against Iowa and Penn State, and then they close out the year back at SHI against Maryland. So it's a tough schedule, uh, but having Northwestern the first week. And then I think Temple, Virginia Tech, and Wagner. Having four home games in the first five games I think is yeah. very beneficial for them. No doubt about it. Um, mm-hmm. That'll do it here for the Monday crew. 